Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Brum's The Word from Anything But Footy, brought to you with Cookley Sports, the official kit provider for Team England. And with a month to go, the only podcast building up to Birmingham 2022 every week. But it's not just us that's gearing up for the games. The bunting's up in Brum, the venues have been tested and readied, and thousands of athletes from across the world are being picked and preparing to put on a show. And more tickets than ever before are set to be sold for a Commonwealth Games. More than one million of them already. Many of them will be hoping to see more Team England success in athletics and netball, a gold medal they won in 2018, in one of the standout moments that I've had the pleasure to witness in person. So, hi, I'm Leila Guskoff. I'm a netballer for Team England for the Commonwealth Games. My name is Jess Thelby and I'm the Roses head coach for the Team England netball squad. So two of the big team announcements to come, but the Commonwealths bring together a wide range and diverse number of sports and athletes. We've got diving, judo and a top trio of table tennis players too. We'll have our weekly news from the Games and keep listening for that exclusive discount on Cookery's Team England range just for tuning in to our pod. This is Brums the Word with Cookery Sports, a podcast from anything but footy. Team England have confirmed their netball squad to defend the title that they first won four years ago in the Gold Coast. Famously, of course, beating Australia in that final. 12 players, four reserves. John's been counting 925 (laughs) caps between them. 21 Commonwealth Games appearances going back to Manchester 2002. Right up to date, of course, and 2018 in the Gold Coast. Commonwealth Games debuts for player of the Super League season, Leila Guscott, born and bred in Birmingham. We'll hear from her in a moment. The reserves include Super League Young Player of the Season, Fumi Fiduja of the London Pulse Club. And after retirement and pregnancy of former skipper Serena Guthrie after the Quad Series this year, we have a new captain in Natalie Metcalf. Head coach Jess Thelby told John it wasn't too hard to pick the new one in charge. Yeah, great news for Serena and hopefully, you know, her her daughter in years to come will feature in a, a red dress somewhere, maybe in the Olympics. But um, yeah, you know, it wasn't so much a change, I guess, in recent times um, as we headed into quad. Serena was the captain, but Nat 
Uh, Metcalf has actually held a number of leadership roles for us over the last three years, um, captain, co-captain, vice-captain, um, and has worked really closely, not just with Serena, but with a number of players, because leadership's been something I've paid real attention to since I came into the role. So I, I think we feel like it's quite a, a seamless transition um, with Nat coming in as captain, which is great because it gives us continuity. Um, but she's surrounded by so many leaders in this group. You know, so many of these girls have led in an England dress, but we've also got so many that are captains within their domestic clubs, both here and overseas. So we have an abundance of leadership and we've always spoken um, passionately about the strength of the collective. Um, and so I think this provides us with a great opportunity, doesn't it, to kind of showcase that in Serena's absence. Um, and I feel like the team have responded brilliantly, which is exactly what I would expect and Serena would expect. And I feel really confident in both Nat, but also Joe Harton returning into a, into a Rose's dress um, to be her vice captain with both Leila Gusketh and Laura Malcolm within that group as the leadership team. So, yeah, very spoiled for choice when it comes to leadership. We mentioned the quad series. Have you got over that, particularly the last quarter against Australia in the last match? Oh, I love the quad series. I thought um, it was brilliant that we went into a quad series off the back of beating Jamaica on home soil and beating New Zealand away um, and with our fans expecting expecting of us to be successful. And I don't think that's a, a place that England have been in at all, really, over the decades. So it was a real privilege to kind of hear and connect with our fans who expected us to do well and to get into the, the first ever final of a quad series and to come second um, behind Australia, but having played them twice was exactly what we needed um, when we were unfortunately not able to move into Australia off the back of our New Zealand tour in the autumn. So yeah, I'm, I'm over it, moved on um, and used it for what it was designed to do, which was to kind of highlight where did we need to pay a little bit more attention. So looking forward to this final kind of six or seven weeks now um, to put some of that into action with the team. And since the quad series, of course, we've had Super League. Um, you've mentioned a few of the players, Leila Gusketh, player of the year, Eleanor Cardwell, players player, fans player. It's important that they're in the squad and they've had such a good season. Absolutely. And I think our Roses players have represented so well across the Vitality Netball Super League. Uh, so many have, have had great seasons for their respective clubs and it makes it all the harder to then try and pick a 12 that we believe are going to be robust enough uh, mentally and physically to go through the tournament, but also that are going to connect in a way that's going to counteract our toughest opposition and stay true to the Roses way in which we want to play. How difficult was it, though, to leave the young Super League player of the season out of the 12? I know that Funmi Fadouja is in the reserve list, but out of the 12. Yeah, I mean, from, from my perspective, I, I almost look at it the other way. It was a, a brilliant celebration of her performances to include her in the 16. Um, and I think if you if you look at Fumi's journey, you know, it's it's been quick. Um, and she's done a lot in a very short space of time. So for me, it's a it's a huge acknowledgement for her to have pushed her way in to be that defensive reserve um, over and above some really experienced and talented players. So for me, it's um, it's great acknowledgement and her, her performances aren't lost on us at all. Um, but it's also important to acknowledge her journey to date is still very new and she's still very young um, and not as tested internationally, which also come it, it also carries a lot of strength. Um, but we needed to make sure that across the 12, we get to the start line with what we believe to be the right and best team to give us the best chance. So, you know, fingers crossed nothing happens because we don't want to have to pull on our reserves because it would obviously be in a scenario we don't 
want to happen. But if it did, and Femi found herself in there, we're also incredibly confident with what we've seen out on court that she can have real impact. A couple more questions. Uh, 2018 was a, a medal moment that nobody will forget in the, in the Commonwealth Games netball final for Team England. But it was the first time you'd won gold. So this is the first time you're defending champions. How are you coping with that? Yeah, we've spoken a lot around new territory, you know, like even for our most experienced players, Jeeva Mentor, her sixth Commonwealth Games, she's never gone into any of those um, with a gold medal on her neck from the last one. So it doesn't matter how experienced this group are, this is still new territory. But um, we embrace that. You know, we, we love the opportunity that's been handed to us so soon after a home World Cup in Liverpool. You know, it will never happen in our lifetimes again to be afforded the chance to walk out on home soil so soon after the World Cup, but also having achieved success in the last Commonwealth Games. We also need to be quite measured in our approach because we've only ever made one grand final and we happen to win it. And as you say, a real watershed moment for the sport. Um, and I think the impact from that is something that we're really proud of and hope that we can repeat um, away from the court as well. But the realities are we just need to get ourselves into more grand finals. And that's that is certainly our intent. We've had a successful 12 months leading into the game. So I think we've pretty much done everything we can to, to provide ourselves with the confidence and belief. But we've also got a lot of humility that nobody has a right to that final just because you won the last one. You know, this team's changed. Um, and it's about their journey now and about the DNA and the, what they will leave on this tournament. And we hope are relevant of the result and the colour of the medal, or if there's a medal at all, that we can inspire a nation to, to be talking about us um, in another couple of months time because of what they've seen and how they feel connected to us and our performances. Birmingham 2022 kicks off with Trinidad and Tobago on the Friday, the 29th of July. Can you ease your way into it or do you got to hit the ground running? No, I think it's really important to be respectful of all your opposition. We we met a month or so ago during the Super League season as a Roses group. And um, one of the things that we really want to stay true to is that we embrace every moment and respect every opposition and take one game at a time. Very cliched. But I think if you're not careful, you, you make that kind of leap to the whether it's a semi-final or a big pool game against New Zealand or a high-ranked team, you make that step up too big because you haven't treated the other games with the respect that they deserve. And we've got a really challenging group with um, the Calypso girls to start with, but also then Uganda and Malawi and Northern Ireland, a very experienced Northern Ireland team. So none of those teams are going to lie down and let us win easy at all. So we've got to earn it and actually paying attention in those games exactly in the same way and being consistent with our processes will prepare us better for the games towards the tail end of the tournament. So certainly something we need to practice and, and kind of really refine over the next couple of weeks whilst we're together. Well, we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. So, hi, I'm Leila Guscoff. I'm a netballer for Team England for the Commonwealth Games. Firstly, Leila, looking at your social media, it says half doctor, half netballer. <laughs> now, yeah. to me, that sounds like an Avenger. <laughs> I wish I was an Avenger. Um, yeah, I, I guess I am. I'm kind of anything between half to 0.7 of one thing at one time, it feels like. But yeah, I'm a doctor and an international netballer. And, try my best to float along doing both of them really and the last few years I mean that is a heck of a career it's an interesting one and I think like for me they, they balance each other really well there's definitely moments where one's a lot harder than the other and I would be lying if in the past two years there hasn't been some quite difficult challenges now I can't believe it having read this today that it's your first Commonwealth Games 
Yeah, yeah, it is my first Commonwealth Games. I was at the World Cup, uh, how many years ago was that now? Three years ago, um, but not at the Commonwealth Games. In fact, I wasn't even in the England programme kind of for that Commonwealth Games before then. I have been in England since 2012, but I, I kind of really feel like I've been in it since kind of that back end of 2018, because I think when I was first in it, I was at medical school and like really trying to juggle and spin a lot of plates and wasn't available for certain things, couldn't give my all to training like how I would have wanted to do. So um, it really feels, I guess, like I kind of started again and started afresh in 2018. And yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I think it would be so good to be in Birmingham, uh, for my mom and dad to come and watch just down the road. Like it's it's a great experience and opportunity and I, I can't wait to get involved and be a part of it all. Now, I and my uh, anything but footy partner, Michael, used to live in Birmingham, probably before you were born, uh, <laughs> Layla. So it's changed so much, though, in the last few years. It's going to put on a really good show, isn't it? Oh, I think it's going to put a brilliant show on. And, you know, I, everywhere you go, everyone loves to slag off Birmingham. And it's actually a really great city. And I'm, I'm proud to have grown up there for sure. Um, but when you walk around the town centre now and lots of other bits that they've been working on for the Com Games and stuff, I think it, it's going to be a really good event. And I think it's the perfect size city for it. There's so much going on and hopefully it will showcase um, what a great city Birmingham is to, well, the rest of England and the rest of the world as well. I mean, you've obviously had Super League where you've had the crowds back uh, for the past six months or so, but we went through a, a season where you didn't have the crowds in. It will be so exciting to have the home fans supporting you in Birmingham. Yeah, it will be brilliant. And I think, um, yeah, that classic of you don't know how good something is until it's taken away from you, definitely in the pandemic. It was great that we got to play um, in 2021, but it really wasn't the same without people being there. So We've certainly had a taste of that with Super League. Um, but, you know, there's something about playing in those stadiums of that size and it being packed out with fans supporting you that's just really special and makes you think, wow, this is a really cool opportunity. So it would be really good to have faces there. I think loads of the tickets, the most names are pretty much sold out, which is really nice and good for the sport. So you mentioned your mum and dad coming. Have you managed to get tickets for everyone else? What about the rest of the family? Yeah, well, the ballot, we've all been balloting for a long time. And it's one of those things you never, I didn't want to jinx anything. So I was saying to my parents, you do it and I don't want to get involved. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I think we've got enough to go around and hopefully people will be able to get them um, a bit later on, if not. But yeah, hopefully they'll all be able to come down. So let's talk about your opponents. Starting off with Trinidad and Tobago, then you've got Malawi, Northern Ireland, Uganda. Is it difficult to then not really just think about New Zealand, which is the last game, probably the hardest game in the group? But how do you go about kind of focusing on the on the group games? Yeah, I think it's really important too. Um, and I think you, you never want to underestimate any opposition. And um, we've not played... Um, some, some of the African nations recently, but certainly looking back towards that World Cup year, you know, we played Uganda and our first game was really close. And so um, you, you have to certainly try and build towards the latter ends of the competition, um, but you want to be paying each team the respect they deserve because it, it certainly won't be easy at all. Um, and you want to feel like you're, you're building and you're applying the, the tools that you'd want in a semi-final earlier on and kind of building building that mental kind of resilience and the physical attributes you want to display later on in the competition as well. 
And as defending champions, everyone will talk about that game against Australia in, in 2018. Is it is it difficult not to get hung up on Australia? They're not even, you know, on your list of opponents as yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone will always have Australia at the, the forefront or near the forefront of their mind because they are the world number one. So for such a long time, they have been the gold standard. Um, but for, for us, we know that we have beaten them over the years and we can compete with them. Um, but... I think no longer is netballer Australia, New Zealand kind of two horse race. You've got the Jamaicans who are really excelling in multiple leagues across the world. Um, South Africa who are doing really well. And then some of the other nations, which we've just discussed, like Uganda and Malawi, who have a number of star players. So, um, yeah, you don't want to get hung up on Australia, but you are. we're always aware that they are the world number ones. And so um, they are flying the flag and we're all out competing and trying to gain that that world number one ranking really last question then what are you aiming for come on what tell us what it's the gold medal isn't it that's what we're all going for oh yeah well I I I want to win um I think we've got a team that's capable of winning I think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't want to go there with the aim of trying to win um and then for myself I just want to contribute to that in whatever way Jeff sees me doing just be there be part of the team but yeah it would be really nice to come away with a gold medal from from the games well we'll all be cheering you on Leila Guska thank you so much for talking to us thank you thanks so much Leila Guscott and Jess Thelby. The majority of the squad are now in South Africa, hosts of the World Cup next year, focusing on physical conditioning. And July the 10th is when all the players will come together from across the world. They include Stacey Francis-Bayman, Vice-Captain Joanna Harton, Helen Housby, Giva Mentor, Ebony Asura-Brown and George Fisher play their club matches, of course, in Australia and New Zealand. Now, the venue for netball at the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games is the NEC. The defending champions, England, start their campaign on the first lunchtime of the Games. That's Friday, July the 29th. Their opponents are Trinidad and Tobago. And centre pass is at 12 noon. Can't wait. This is Brums the Word with Cookery Sports. Still to come, hoping to be on song in ping pong. Sorry, uh, we've Team England table tennis stars. And as mentioned, it's now a month to go. So time to start getting prepped for cheering on Team England. And just for listening, you can get your hands on some summer savings and look the part as well. So go to the full range of official Team England merchandise and some great sports T-shirts, some long sleeves there as well. Go to cookerysports.com, save 10% by using the code ABF2022. That's an exclusive offer just for listening to anything but footy. Now, a huge 72 athletes have been confirmed to be in action in the Alexander Stadium for Team England in track and field at the Commonwealth Games. They are added to the para-athletes, of course, that have already been named. So Dina Asher-Smith, Katerina Johnson-Thompson and Keely Hodgkinson, who I think I mention on the podcast pretty much every time, <laughs> they lead the list of athletes from 100 metres right through to the marathon. Matthew Hudson-Smith, the Birmingham 400-metre runner who broke the British record earlier this season, also in included but like the Tokyo Olympics no 4x400 meter men's team for England make sure you press follow on wherever you are listening to this edition of Brums the Word and the podcast from anything but footy because we have an extra special edition this week 
We are celebrating one month to go before the Games and we're going to be joined by a few extra special guests and we'll be hearing from Team England's chef de mission, Mark England. You are teasing us, Michael. You are teasing us. Now, some more news from the Games. England's men's hockey team beat the world and Olympic champions Belgium in the FIH Pro League at Lee Valley in the Olympic Park, winning 3-0 in a shootout after the match ended 2-2. England's women came from behind to win 2-1 against the same opponents, Tess Howard and Grace Ballston scoring the goals. Now, we do like to talk on this podcast about who's actually competing at the Commonwealth Games rather than who's not. So as the diving squad is announced, let's focus on those selected athletes first of all. (laughs) Olympic champions Matty Lee and Jack Law are in there. Joined by Olympic medalist Dan Goodfellow, Lois Tolson, who won a medal in the Gold Coast four years ago, Noah Williams and Matthew Dixon. All, as I said, have won Olympic or Commonwealth medals previously. They are joined by European medalist Andrea Spendolini Syriax and British champion Eden Cheng as well. So the main name missing from that list, no Tom Daly in the 18-strong diving Mm. squad competing at the Samwell Aquatic Centre. But we knew that already, didn't we? Well, I think we did, didn't we? Well, we knew because we had a chat with uh, Tom Daly's coach, Jane Figueredo, who's uh, back in America at the moment, in Austin, in Texas. And we had a chat with her for something else we're working on for the London Legacy Development Corporation and the My London Legacy podcasts. And she was telling us how she and Tom both decided to take a year off after the Olympics in Tokyo. And that year ends, I think, on the 1st of September was the date. And she said that she knew that Tom wouldn't be back before the 1st of September. She's not going to be back before the 1st of September. She's confirmed, though, she is returning uh, to the diving program as far as Team GB is concerned. And we wait and hear on whether Tom will definitely be returning. She said that Tom will tell her before he tells anybody else. We'll look forward to finding that out. We do know that Max Whitlock won't be at Birmingham 2022 competing anyway. The three-time Olympic champion has been named along with a plethora of former sports stars presenting 200 hours of coverage of the Commonwealth on the BBC this summer. We're obviously delighted it'll be front and centre on your TV for 12 days next month. And Michael, you'll be there for us as well. Yeah, really looking forward to being part of the Commonwealth Games. I think it will be my third consecutive Commonwealth Games reporting uh, for radio, for Talk Sport and for Times Radio as well. Plus, of course, uh, the podcast as well. We'll be doing daily updates. And you could be with us in Birmingham. Organisers are telling us they're on course to sell more tickets than any other Commonwealth Games in the past. There are still tickets available in some of the bigger venues, so Edgebaston for the Women's Cricket T20, the Coventry Arena, of course, for the Rugby Sevens. I love the Rugby Sevens. It's a thrilling, thrilling couple of days of sport if you can get your tickets for that one. Also tickets available in boxing, badminton, beach volleyball as well, so you can go down there and check out the Bello Brothers by going to the website birmingham2022.com and you can get all the details and well we'll see you in Birmingham now he was on the podcast in the last episode Tom Dean won bronze in the men's 200 meter freestyle at the world swimming championships in Budapest the Olympic champion who only returned to training at the beginning of the year was beaten by a new junior world record by 17 year old Romanian David Popovici at least he won't be in Birmingham an all English team though of Dean James Guy Jacob Whittle and Joe Litchfield probably will be after winning bronze in the 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay We also mentioned Ethan Hayter on our podcast last week. The English cyclist has retained his national time trial title at the British Road Championships in Dumfries. That is good news for Team England ahead of Birmingham 2022. 
Promised you judo, world number one Lucy Renschel, European champion Gemma Howell and 2014 Glasgow gold medalist Ashley McKenzie head a 14-strong England judo squad for Birmingham 2022. British judo is, of course, based down the road in Warsaw, so this summer is even more of a home games for them. And we'll be hearing from Lucy in a later edition of Brums the Word. And as we mentioned earlier, the NEC Arena will be staging the netball at Birmingham 2022. But there's also going to be badminton, boxing and table tennis in the NEC halls. 13 table tennis and para table tennis athletes have been confirmed by Team England. John has been catching up with some of them, including Jack Hunter-Spivey, Charlotte Bardsley and first the defending doubles champion from Chesterfield, Liam Pitchford. I kind of expected it, but still, nonetheless, it's... uh... A great achievement, obviously, to be selected and to, put in, to be putting on the Team England shirt again. Four Commonwealth Games now you'll have you'll have been to. Is that something that you thought about when you went to the first one? Uh, no, not really. Um, obviously, I was pretty young back then, 17. Time's time flown since then. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, I was kind of a, a deer in headlights then. And, you know, to win two medals in my first games was was something I never expected and then obviously that spurred me on to be better and to win more medals so four silvers three bronze um, to finally win the gold was kind of a weight off my shoulders you know because I always knew it was possible and I just could never get over the line and, and when we finally did it was kind of a you know all the emotions came out and I think again it's it's proven to me you know I can do it and I know what I need to do to to win the gold again so Hopefully I'm in a good place in Birmingham and yeah, there'll be a few more, hopefully. Uh, Liam, it's really interesting that you have been in the world rankings around 14 for the last two or three years. Uh, I think 12 was your highest and, and 13 and that's so consistent that, that, that you must be really proud of, of that level that you're playing at. Yeah, I am. Um, I am in a way um, and in a way, you know, I always want more. That's the thing. You know, my aim was to break in the top 10 and, you know, for it's not quite happened yet, but obviously I've still got time. Um, I feel like, you know, just before lockdown, I was obviously playing probably some of the best services of my life, probably in the form of my life. And then lockdown happened. Obviously, Olympics got cancelled, probably came at the, the worst time for me. And then after that, I kind of struggled to to get back to, to the form I was in. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm just working in the hall every day um, trying to be better and I feel like I'm, I'm coming good and I know what I need to do so at the moment that's all I can do and I'm still you know competing at the highest level like you say my ranking's still where it is I just need to be getting more of the bigger wins to break that top 10. Hi my name is Charlotte Bardsley I play table tennis and I've qualified to represent England at the 2022 Commonwealth Games. It's been a lot of hard work that's gone into this and a lot, many years of hard work. So I'm really proud and happy that all, all of that work has paid off in the end. The Commonwealth Games is every four years. It's not something that just happens every year. So it takes a lot of time, like planning to like think about where I would be in four years time, just so that, you know, I'm giving myself like the best um, chances to qualify. So two years ago. After I left um, sixth form, I moved abroad um, on my own to play full time for two years in order to like get myself at the level needed to um, be good enough to, to qualify to like improve basically. Yeah, 
tell us about that because it's not something we quite understand. I don't think in this country, the Germany Pro League. What well, it's the Bundesliga, yeah. effectively. Yeah, Bundesliga. Yeah, I sort of reached a certain level in England, and that was sort of out as far as I could get. And I obviously wanted something more challenging, and in order to get better, I needed to play against better people, more experienced players. So I moved there to play full time. So I practiced around six hours every day, and then. Um, I would play league matches on the weekend. So I played second division Bundesliga and loads of matches against um, loads of experienced players, sort of thing I wouldn't have been able to get if I'd have stayed at home. And it definitely improved my game a lot. Um, and that's why I was able to qualify. So I practiced in Wolverhampton and all my coaches are from this area as well. So, and they've played in Commonwealth games. So I feel like, I feel really happy that um, for once, actually, like my parents and family and friends can actually watch me play because normally I'll be like competing in another country or I was in Germany for two years or I'm competing in England, but it's some random place. Like it's not. So for them to see me competing in like um, a massive competition um, and seeing me play and it's just, yeah, a really nice feeling. My name's Jack Hunter Spivey. I'm a Paralympic bronze medalist. Still strange saying it now. It's uh, yeah, it's an incredible thing to say. What does it mean representing uh, the red of Team England? It's an absolute honour. That's the only way I can explain it. Is to, to represent Team England, especially at home games. That's something that I dreamed of as a kid um, to play in front of a big crowd. Uh, I grew up watching the London 2012 uh, Olympics and Paralympics, and I wanted part of it. And I was a bit young at the time, but I remember them, them experiences like it was yesterday and just to be able to be, get myself in front of a home crowd and hopefully bring back a medal for Team England. It'd be absolutely incredible and it's such an honour to, to represent England at the, at the highest level I can do. And I joked earlier about the red of England. Uh, I'm assuming you're a red scouser. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, through and through. <laughs> Liverpool uh, Football Club runs through my, my family's blood for generations. I'm, I'm a big red. Um, I'm lucky enough to be the disabled ambassador for the club as well. So very stressful season to be a Liverpool fan. It was, it was something to be enjoyed. Just happy to, to be successful as a, as a football club, really. What does it mean as well, Jack, having the power events alongside the Commonwealth Games events in Birmingham? I think it's great. I think it's great to have Olympic and Paralympic sports side by side. At the end of the day, whether you have got physical disabilities, whether you're an able-bodied, you're, we're all elite athletes, we're all professional athletes playing world-class sport. And that's what it should be viewed as. And I think the Commonwealth Games is, is great in having both, both events combined. For me personally, it's fantastic to, to compete alongside Liam and, and Tintin and Paul and, and Charlotte and Maria and everyone everyone that's down. Um, it'll, it'll be incredible to, to just um, get on with them, to, to see how they prepare for matches, how they conduct themselves on the table. What can I learn from them? And what can they learn from me? And I think it's, it's incredible just to have that, that sort of togetherness of elite sport and not be divided into Olympic and Paralympic sports. This is Brums the Word from Anything But Footy, brought to you with Cookery Sports, the official kit provider for Team England. For all your bespoke sportswear needs, go to their website, which is cookerysports.com. So a month to go, a month before the fun and games begin, Birmingham 2022 is ready to put on a show and we'll continue to count down to the Commonwealths and listen out for that extra special podcast this week.
Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.